Hello, and welcome to the American Pale Males podcast. I'm Michael, one of your hosts, and with me is the other host. It's me, Jeremy. Michael, how in the world are you? Um, I'm doing good. Excellent. No gimmicks this week. Well, none yet. <laughs> kind of like a spring-loaded table or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> a big uh, boxing glove on a... Mm-hmm. Yep. Something like that. Jeremy... The championship game is over, but I just need to get it in one more tailgates of hell because I thought of something the other day. Uh-huh. Um, your take on Corona in general and as a tailgate beer. Does that make the grade, or what are you thinking about Corona? How do we feel about Corona? It's macro. Macro. Except, you know what? It's not even a good macro. No, I don't think so either. It's... Vapid? It is vapid. It is kind of pointless. It's and then it, it drives me insane when people are like, "Oh, you gotta have the lime in it, otherwise it's no good." Whereas you know, so like with a blue moon, a blue moon is good on its own, or it's at least passable, right? Right. Okay, but then when you add the orange, it's even better. Yeah. But if you're at a tailgate, or you know, sitting out on a deck and you don't have a ready supply of oranges, it's fine. No one in their right mind is going to say Corona is good without a lime in it. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for (laughs) Speaking of tailgates of hell, Michael, I saw that uh, there was apparently a Corona premiere. Premiere? Have you heard of this? I don't know if this is like Henry Duff's private stock. (laughs) Or Bud Light Platinums. I don't know if it's like a plat. It's the... Oh, good lord. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing it here. Are you a trinitybrandgroup.com portfolio? Okay, yeah. Which is I, I, uh, very corporate. A high-end beer to find. Oh, oh, it's their low-carb one. Okay. 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 All right. Got to get in on that. Beer. Yuck. Okay. So it's so, essentially the Michelob Ultra. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I'm assuming okay. for that crowd, it's appropriate. I don't know. It just seems gross and pointless to me. The only thing Corona is good for. There is one thing it's good for, Michael. The Mexican restaurant or making chili. Oh, so instead of broth, you use Corona. So beef broth is disgusting. <laughs> it's no good. It's gelatinous. It's it's it's. You're better off using chicken broth with a bouillon cube in it. No, what what one does is you get your, you just get it just screwy hot, and then once you know all of your stuff is properly ready to roll and your your uh, tomato sauce paste or rather has caramelized a little bit you use the beer to deglaze <laughs> do i see and you also use it to uh to make the the base of it because it gives it just a hint of beerosity the whole reason why people drink corona is because you can't taste anything it just sort of vaguely mm-hmm. tastes like beer which is how i like my chili so kind of a corny taste and you don't even get that because it all gets lost with the meat and the spices Oh, okay. It's just the vague beerosity of it. Mm. Um, I've tried making it with a porter, and it was good, but it wasn't good enough to justify using a porter in a uh, in food as opposed to just drinking the porter. Oh, right, sure. Whereas, whereas if you get one of those giant things of uh, Corona, like the 40 of Corona or whatever the equivalent is, I think it's a 32. But you, Oh, that's just like a as much as a... Uh, a thing of stock. Carton of broth. Yes. Yeah, our stock. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. That's a good yes, idea. I, like I know, right? You can also do this with Soul. S-O-L. Oh, yeah. 
and whatever various you know Mexican lager you get your hands on. <laughs> Uh, I've seen people that claim that they make it with like super dark beer, but I don't see the benefit. I just see the loss of a good beer. I see. That's very I, I don't interesting. I don't think it would be enough to like if it was something like Chocovesa. Mm, that's a different. That's, that's cost prohibitive. Yeah, and again, I that that might be better drinking. I can't do it. Yeah. So the only time I ever get Mexican beer, well, at least cheap Mexican lagers like Corona, is is that Michael. Chilly night. Okay. Well, do you have a, a beer brag, Jeremy? I do. So this is one from a long time ago that I've just remembered that we had. So there is a, uh, a hop farm in Solon, Iowa. I've, I'm, okay. I think I've spoke of this before. Sounds familiar. But it's called Buck Creek. And uh, with Iowa Brewing Company, they make a an IPA called Buckin' Fresh. And here's the color text for you. This beer was brewed the same day we plucked tops off the vine. Brewed using Pilsner malt, flaked barley, blonde oats, and a touch of honey malt. We used wet Buck Creek hops, citrus, and Michigan copper in the Whirlpool and dry hopped with BCH, Buck Creek hops, citrus, and mm-hmm. Centennial. A huge punch of citrus fruit and ripe cantaloupe with some green fresh grass notes and a bit of pine in the background. The beer was brewed on September 6th and kegged 13 days later. Wow. And I think I had it like, when did I have this? Uh, six days after it was kegged. I had it at the sanctuary for a trivia night. So it was ultimately fresh. A lot of times I think this, that there's a limit to how fresh something needs to be. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, something like a torpedo or a, just pretty much any IPA, as long as it's not old, you're probably going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, sure. And old is a sliding scale, I understand this, but as long as you're not, like, having an IPA that was brewed in June in, like, January, you're probably going to be fine. Okay. But th- since yeah. this one is, like, freshly hopped, I don't know if one could taste the difference, but it sure seems super friggin' hoppy and just really, really green in a good way. I got all of those hop notes, like the fruit, the pine, all that stuff, so... Shout out to Iowa Brewing Company. They've been kind of hit or miss on their not sours, but but yeah, it was good stuff. They did it. They did it. They nailed it. Excellent. That's good to hear. I know. it's At times I feel like there's, with this glut of microbreweries and local breweries, that some people just need to have like the right amount of funding behind them and then the quality of the beer doesn't matter I'm kind of looking at back pocket to (laughs) a little bit of an extent just because they do so much contract brewing they sometimes I feel like some of their core beers kind of get lost in the shuffle Mm. I'm looking at you Ray Gun it's it's not the same beer oh really wow it's not they even changed the label so it's volume 2 Oh, really? Interesting. It's not as good. I think they cheaped out on the Galaxy Hops, which oh. sucks. But maybe I'll have to go out there and try it tomorrow and see what I can do. Okay. Okay. Now, Jeremy, we have a series of brews coming up, and uh, they were basically gifts from Crazens of the show, uh, who donated them by leaving them at Steve's house. It's true. Enemy of the show, Crazens. Yes. And he referred to them as... Uh, <laughs> the uniques. He, he did. He said, you can you can take those and they can be some of the uniques on the show. 
Um, basically, what that means is they're brewed in Illinois, I think. Yeah, but... yeah. and not in Chicago either, which is, I, th- right. I feel like there's Illinois and then there's Chicago. Right, rural Illinois, I guess these are from. So I decided, I just typed in unique beers, oh. and I got this Mental Floss article about unique beers. Okay. Now, I guess this 10 of the weirdest beers ever brewed by Jill Harness. They do go through, like, the obvious ones. Sure. Snake Venom, I think we talked about already. Is that the 68% one from Scotland? Yep. Okay. The End of History is on here, which is the one that came in taxidermied animals. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, Forgot about that one. But here's a few that are more, potentially more accessible. Well, some are, some aren't. Um, But I want to ask you, would you dump it down the gullet or dump it down the toilet? gullet or the turlet yeah um i'm not sure if this one's still out there but because this article is a little older but this is beard beer from rogue have you ever heard of that sounds vaguely familiar but you're gonna have to remind me uh as the name implies the beer is created thanks to a beard specifically the beard of the company's brewmaster john mayer that poor guy (laughs) when somebody joked mayer's beard might be the perfect place to grow yeast sure enough the beard can grow yeast. Oh, and that's qu- disgusting. Quite great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, okay. They assumed that the yeast was from his beard being around so many brews that it just <laughs> became colonized with all the various brewers' yeast. They I don't know, man. That's dis- That's disgusting. Like, I realize that yeast grows in weird places. Right. And that- now, even as a, as a scientician who as a chemist, uh-huh. you know, realizing that the yeast in the bottle is generations removed from this guy's beard, it's still, in principle, nasty. Oh, no, it's objectively gross. Okay, yes, okay, just... just but, uh... I, I was going to say, if anybody can potentially remove yourself from the... Oh, no, I've seen yeast growing in way worse spots than a beard, but it's it's just doesn't necessarily mean I need to even pretend like I want to try it. <laughs> right, okay, I didn't... I didn't think you would, but... It's a mental block, man. I can't do it. Yeah, I wanted to put that out there, that Jeremy has been around weirder strains of stuff than yes. this, probably. Yes, yes, very much so. I've colonized weirder strains of yeast than that, but no, no. I'm also not so, like, different but the same. Uh, the Civet Coffee. Oh, it's funny that you mention that. Okay. Beer pre-digested by elephants. The beer itself has not been digested by elephants. It's really only the coffee beans that were used in a special coffee known as black ivory. Rather than using <laughs> civets to digest the coffee beans before they are processed, this coffee uses elephants. Then once the elephants poop out the beans, it's made into coffee. And at that point, the coffee is brewed into scant gallons un konokuro. This looks like a Japanese beer. Okay. It has Japanese influence or something. Reviewers say it's quite delicious with strong bitter aftertaste followed by a wave of sweetness and a mellow body. Gullet or turlet? Uh, and you can go back to the civets too. If well, so, sounds like you wouldn't do that either. Well, so I'm, I'm torn on it. The problem is that uh, I'm assuming that these are gr- unroasted coffee beans. And that it's just not, you know, like covered in crap as they do this. <laughs> so I'm assuming that it's a green coffee bean. And then it's harvested, washed, and roasted. Yes. But still. <laughs> it's not as gross as growing yeast in a beard. 
I think. I'm not 100% I, on that. Yeah. I, there's a few more steps in between. It's the a few, feast is a direct inoculation. Yeah, kind of. it's a it's a few degrees of separation that I can sort of I can't get behind it, but I can accept it. Like I don't actively think it's disgusting. I think it's just not for me. Um, <laughs> would you ever uh-huh. brew a beer from yeast from Steve's beard? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> That was a foregone conclusion, but I just wanted to put that mental image in your head. I know for a fact that he's a professional man and, like, cleans it and everything. It's shorter than it was, but, uh, no, 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 <laughs> not, not gonna do it. They wear beard covers for a reason, I guess. No kidding. You're turning my stomach, Michael. Well, Jeremy, these next two aren't as gross, but let's see if you would find these palatable. First one is Sapporo Space Barley. Features barley that was on the International Space Station. Technically cool. Yep, 2009. uh, Released in six packs. Selling for $100 each. That's about it. (laughs) The barley was in space. Would you try it? Would you buy it? Uh, Would I buy it? No, but if it was like, (laughs) just like, hey man, here's some beer. It was technically kind of in space. Yes, I would I would have that, yes. Yeah, okay, good, good. Uh an alternative we have Dogfish Heads uh Celeste Jewel Ale. Contains dust from lunar meteorites. If you're wondering why the company put crushed space rocks in your beer, it's not just to be fancy as it turns out. Since they're mostly minerals and salt, the dust aids with the fermentation process. Plus, I mean if you're gonna do something like that, you do it because you can. <laughs> sure, yeah, like, yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, very limited release, only at their uh, company's beach pub. Would you do that, Jeremy? Absolutely. Where is said beach pub? Delaware. Yes, I would try that one. Uh, it's it's fascinating. It's not often you can ingest space. <laughs> That's true. And plus there's, I mean, if anything weird happens, it's going to end up like that movie Species, so... There's, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, what if fine. you turn into an alien? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we'll do a speed round here. For their last bullet point, they just have some of the strangest flavors out there. I've had this one before. Maybe you've seen it or tried it. Mamma Mia Pizza Beer. Never had it. Never heard of it. Um, made with a whole margarita pizza in the mash and plenty of spices to enhance the flavor. God, why? You yeah. Ha- you I- had that? Oh, very like in college. Um, Ugh, who makes it? it? I don't know. I think it's like a almost like a one-off thing. Or I, I would hope so. If they're like throwing oregano in beer. I mean, a one-off like the brewery only makes that or something. Let's see, Pizza Beer Company. Oh, St. Charles, Illinois. It um. It's not that far away, Michael. <laughs> that's true. It um like the first swallow, you're like, whoa, whoa, this tastes like pizza. And then every drink after that is like, okay, I'm, I'm sick of this. Like, uh-huh, tastes like pizza. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Technically the same reaction. Yeah, right. Same words. Yeah. Different intonation. It's still funny, just not ha-ha funny. Uh, funky Buddha's maple bacon coffee porter. Take on that, Jeremy? Probably gross. That yeah. said... Decadent Ales makes maple bacon French toast or something like that. Something similar. Oh. Yeah. Did you have it? No, but I would try it. Okay. 
this one I think we know from Rogue. I've seen it on the shelf, never had it. I don't know if you have Voodoo Donut Chocolate Peanut Butter Banana Ale. I have had that one. It's actually pretty good. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's just a pastry stout. Okay. Oh, yeah, I guess that I makes I believe sense. they just dumped a crap load of Voodoo Donuts in the ton. I, I think that's how they do those, but I could be wrong. Uh, I don't know if you remember. I feel like this seems familiar to me. I don't know if they still make it. Coconut Curry Hefeweizen from New Belgium. I remember it. I never had it because curry beer seems not cool. Shade too. Just too much. I can't do yeah. it. Getting into pizza territory there. I'd be more... Uh, I, okay, we'll put it this way. I'd be more willing to believe the coconut curry was better than the pizza beer. Yeah, I believe that too, yeah. Just because coconut lends itself better to a beer. And I mean, like, curry might be weird, but having, like, a spicy beer. Yeah. Take that as whatever you will, be it in heat or just whatever random spices you have in there is is more likely to work, in my opinion. Right. Than throwing, the, like, tomato paste and... And oregano. <laughs> yeah, cheese. Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout... From Wincoop in Colorado. Three per barrel, to be precise. Oh, wow, really? Apparently. It's not just a cheeky name. No. Because like, I, when I was in uh, Ireland, I, I don't know if the Irish death metal band Warpath was messing with me or not, but they claimed that oyster stouts actually had oysters in them. And I was like, I don't believe you. It's like I, f- I feel it's just a stout that's meant to be had with oysters. Listen to this, then. Okay. Oyster stout from Porterhouse Brewing Company is brewed with oysters shucked directly into the brew tank for that silky, salty finish. Oh, God. So, somebody's doing it. Oyster stouts are dark, semi-sweet beers brewed using actual oyster shells. Shells. Oysters shucked. Okay, yeah, okay, maybe... I guess you can still shuck an oyster and throw the shell in. I guess, yeah, having meat in a beer is probably not a good idea. Yeah, that's precisely what I was just going to say. These nice, steaky beers. Would I try the one with cow nuts in it? Yeah, I probably would. Okay. Just just because of the novelty. And apparently you've had an oyster one, question mark? They were pretty good. They I didn't notice what was so different about them. It just tasted like a stout to me. But, yeah. But that's neither here nor there, because... Doing a round with an Irish death metal band doesn't end. <laughs> it doesn't end well. Yeah, that's... They, the uh, the Oyster Stout had the lowest ABV on anything I could find there, and it was still oh like 4849. Yeah. And it's Porterhouse Brewing Company out of Dublin, Ireland. That's the same one I just talked about. The, the, really? Yeah, isn't that a coincidence? Okay, I, I couldn't remember the name. and I. No, that's fine. I just thought, oh, yeah, so it is the same. That is the place that I was at, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I spaced on that so hard. Well, there you go. So you did have something from that. Li- well, you had two things from that list, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. The only thing I would add to that list. Yes. Is the Hemperer. Oh, yeah. That might have been came out after this list, potentially. It probably. It's like only a two, one or two years old. Is that still around? They should, they, I mean, they still have it at Hardig's. Okay. It's probably the same stuff they had when it came out. <laughs> I, I, I I've seen say. it come out. For two cycles, like two sp- different runs of it, and both of them have gone str- like straight to clearance. Oh, really? 
It's yeah, I want to try it, but I'm afraid if I get it off the shelf, it's just gonna be old. So I need you, to find it on tap. Yeah, I think you need to angle for like looking for it around April. Maybe okay. maybe a certain day in April. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. That um, that's a good addition to the list, though. I would say, yeah. It's supremely weird, and like several people commented about with where the weed at when I uh, ordered it at Thirty Hop, <laughs> and I think I think just by buying that at a crowded bar they, they sold like at least six more pints of it because people were like holy crap that smells like weed <laughs> uh how about we get the uniques we're kind of gonna get weird in a way because it's the dead of well it's almost winter jabroni winter this might be coming out uh, shortly before right around yeah shortly before the solstice um but this is a summer beer <laughs> this is a summer beer yes and Every time I come back from uh, Chicago, I drive past this brewery, and I'm always tempted to go. Yeah. It is uh, one of the uniques presented by Craisins of the Show mm-hmm. from Tangled Roots Brewing Company, Belgian Wit, Belgian-style Wit beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a 5% ABV. I'm just going around the can here. Handcrafted and locally grown in Illinois. Embrace your nature. Soak up... <laughs> Oh, this is so sad. Soak up the long, sun-drenched summer days and enjoy this refreshing, citrusy Belgian vit. Summer's short. <laughs> Grab it while you can. Huh. Interesting. Michael, have you been to their website? Yes. Are you looking at this wacky slide right, slide left thing? At tangle roots, tangledrootsbrewingco.com? No, I don't see the slide thing. So, um, this is just a, this a, the landing page. It's got a... Oh, okay. A pint or uh, a goblet whatever we want to call it and it's got a slider regular beer drinker slider right when one does that it says unlike other brewers tangled roots brewing company makes delicious 4188 beers okay i don't know what that means i'm assuming it's a kind using hops and barley grown on our own farm so you can really drink in what illinois has to offer cheers that's the longitude or latitude of where they grow it oh, okay i'm assuming anyway. it's also a beer maybe yes Okay, yes, because if it also says beer connoisseur, slide left. And oh, yeah. It says the brewery pioneering farm to foam. Oh, jeez. Brewing here in Illinois using hops and barley grown on our harvested from our own farm. That's, I okay, I did not botch that. I read that as it was on there. Mm-hmm. Using hops and barley grown harvested from our own farm, we brew our signature pale ale, 4188, named after the coordinates of our hometown, Ottawa, Illinois. The first thing you'll notice is a bunch of stuff that's not about beer we're going to have. Uh-huh. So I will leave that be. But but it's interesting. This Yeah, the slider, it's like, hey, if you're a jabroni, this is all you need to know. Hey, if you're a snub, this is all you need to know. It's funny. It's like four times the amount of text for the beer connoisseur. It is a crazy amount more. Also, the 4188 is apparently mm-hmm. the only farm to foam beer that they do. They've, yes. They've got three cores, a couple of seasonals, a limited couple of partnerships yep but we're doing a seasonal yeah, we're doing a seasonal yeah <laughs> well i think we do have another one coming from them too maybe or is it the other guys i don't know i think it's the other guys i think this is the only okay. one from them all right we'll see we um, will i guess there's not much left to say but to open it right i guess i'm gonna slide my beer glass left and <laughs> fill it with some farm to foam this pour is a lot lighter than i thought whoa so, Dude, this looks like champagne. There's a lot of foam on this guy. Yeah, no, I was going to say it's very 
strong head. It's it's it. Holy crap! That does look like champagne. Yeah, it's like a very pale it's yellow, like a light straw. And on top of that, not it's only clear. that, it's clear and it's super effervescent. Yeah, I haven't seen a beer like this in quite some time. It's, the uniques is coming through. It, it is. It, it does have some beerosity on top of that. From the bottom of the um, can, though, I am getting some haziness coming in from the yeast that oh. was settled on the bottom. So it's not filtered. Huh. It's a very fine silt. Hmm. Wow, that's kind of a really interesting thing going on. I got like, it looks like smoke in my glass from all the yeast. That's really? Kind of, yeah. I didn't swirl. Pro- oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. It, it was like the very end. Giving it a smell here. It's, uh, it smells like beer. Yeah, it's a very light malt smell. A little yeast in there, obviously. A little yeasty, a little crisp. It's, it's a pretty subtle smell. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of get up in there. I went in. Very good. What are your first impressions? I, d- I dig it. I, I did have one or two of these at the bachelor party where I think we got this from. Yes. But uh, Ooh. by no means do I remember it because it's... <laughs> yeah, this is my first time. Not from, you know, like losing brain cells or anything just because it's been forever but it's not the malort talking uh this is pretty good yeah it's not what i expected when it when you see a belgian vit beer on a label i expect like a bright orange almost i i expect a blue moon yeah that's the for better or worse that's mm-hmm. kind of the prototype built into your head which they're owned by coors right coors okay. yeah yeah um but this one I think um, Blue Moon always gets a little too sweet, and it gets this real kind of flavor after a few drinks. Well, see, for me, that's why you kind of need the orange. Just because that that acidity kind of... uh, Yeah, cuts through the noise. Um, We'll see how it goes, though. I recall a beer that we had back in October Uh that started out great. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And uh, didn't finish so good, so... It's it's true, I... Your memory is shocking, Michael. You've been traumatized. Yes, I'm kind of trepidatious to jump on the This Beer Rules train before letting it warm up a little bit and seeing how it goes. This one is kind of summery. This would be a good, uh, I dare say we have a a lawnmower beer on our hands, Mm. despite grass not going to grow for like another like three or four months. That's true. It's not heavy. There's no weight whatsoever to this. Mm. Very light body, yeah. The body's extremely light, but it does have flavor, which absolutely sometimes can get lost when they're trying to make a light, air quotes, refreshing beer. I feel like usually when they when people do something like that, they kind of crap out on the malt. But this one does have a very flavorful malt. I'm, I can't mm-hmm. tell how much of it there is, but it is flavorful. And it's supported by the hops in there are very kind of grassy, so you get this they are kind of pastoral light maltiness with this mm-hmm. it's reminiscent of a meadow in Illinois being plowed over to make way for suburban homes. <laughs> suburban home. Yeah, I, I like this one. I like it. I don't know if there's a whole lot to say. There's not but... a lot of depth to it. And right. I am noticing that it's kind of hanging out on my tongue more and more. A little bit as it goes, yeah. Just a little bit of that sweetness is just kind of hanging out a little bit too long. You know, an, I think a uh, citrus fruit of some sort 
would also enhance this one. Do we think it would be a lemon? I was going to say orange, but I stopped myself and said, oh, maybe a lemon might actually be better with this one. Can you think of any beers that require a lemon in it? I think one of them at uh, the Great Dane here is, I think maybe their Crop Circle Wheat comes with a wedge of lemon. That's an amazing name for a beer. Yes, yes. Uh, that I really do like that one. That's kind of a a measuring stick I use to compare other beers to. This, this is the equivalent of just a nice, just kind of coming home and you're like, you know, it's just like, I'm just going to hang out and have one of these. Like, yeah. Definitely passes the reach test as we established at my bachelor party because <laughs> That's right. we're not a ton of these left. It's just, it's, it's, it's pleasant. A, it's a pleasant beer. I think that's the best way to put it. And I realize that sounds like faint praise, but I feel like it's more than what it sounds like. Because yeah. not every beer is pleasant. Even beers right. we like are not necessarily pleasant. Yes, right. I agree. They're brooding, complex. Uh, there's lots of adjectives that aren't pleasant, but can still mean a good beer. Pithy. Yep. Yes. Um. So I I think I have a rating in mind. Okay. You do that while I go on for the sip of judgment. Okay. My rating's going to be bolstered, probably a little higher than what I'm assuming yours is going to be, but I don't know. You might surprise me. Because um, this is a style I like a lot, and I probably haven't had one in over a year. I, I just don't... You don't see it a lot, I guess, and I guess it's seasonal. It is um, seasonal, that's true. And I just don't get it a lot. I guess there's always other more tempting options, but it's something I should probably go for more often, because I, I just like VIP beers. Um, so I'm going to give it a four, because it's a solid VIP beer, and um, it's surprised me in multiple ways during this little FDR session. So I'm giving it an extra quarter point based on the fact that it's been forever since we've had these sitting in the, the pantry. I don't know what we'd call it. <laughs> the American Pale Mail Cellar. Could get maybe a little more pop if it was on draft or fresher. Well, I I mean, not even necessarily that. It's just like it's... I don't feel like it's lost anything. Oh, I see. So you're getting credit for that reason. Very, very much so. I, I feel like it's just like, oh, no, this is still very good. And then as I was thinking about it, like, oh, wait, I've been married for months now. And the, <laughs> yeah. uh, and the bachelor, bachelor party was, was even ago, even yeah. before that. Which, so when we've, we've had these sitting around. I wonder if there is a... Is there mm. a date on the can? Good question. Um, This is brewed, yes. this is brewed in April. Yeah. So more power to you, Tangled Roots. This is a... Uh, it's holding up. Okay, cool. I mean, so yeah, I can only imagine that it would be even better, like fresher and on tap, because what isn't... Right, but, but especially for a Vit beer. But, I mean, I'm I'm giving it credit for hanging tough. So oh, yeah. I'm going to give it a 3.75. It's, it's good. The sweetness is starting to linger a little bit too long for... Mm. Because if I'm, if I'm picking nits, that's what I'm going to go for. But I, you're right. You don't see the Belgian Vit beer a ton. It's a style that's everywhere just by dint of the fact that Blue Moon is everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's always good to see locals taking on those macro styles and kind of beating them at their own game without Absolutely. trying to copy them because this is not like a Blue Moon. It's in, no, the, it's, no. It's in the same ballpark, but it's not the same. I'd say it's probably more true to form as far as vit beers go. Do you know what a uh, 
a straight-up actual Belgian vit beer is, like one from Belgium? That's a good question. What is the pro- what is the originator of the style? We should probably find that out and uh, maybe check for it in the spring. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Uh, oh, here we go. Got it. Um, Whole Garden Original White uh, Ale. Okay, that makes sense. Whole Garden's a good beer, too. Yes. All right, then. That, that seems to be the most popular, anyway, of the Belgian We've recipe. done a Whole Garden, or you've done a Whole Garden, right? I don't think so on the show. All right, then. I'm not sure. It seems, if we have, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Got to start double dipping sometime, Michael. <laughs> yeah, right. But in any case, the social media plugs. Right. That sounds good. Uh, get in touch. You can do so in a variety of ways. Twitter at APMPod. Facebook.com slash APMPod. Email us directly. APMPod at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Untapped, where host Emeritus Mike keeps up with all of our ratings there. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. But uh, we'll leave it at that. Just tell a friend, why don't you? Oh, yeah, that's good, too. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I have been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>